What's up, guys? Welcome to another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. My name is Brett Apley. Most of you guys know me as BB Bomb, and I'm here once again to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week for UFC Vegas 30, which is Surreal Gone versus Alexander Volkov. Should be a fun main event. Not usually the biggest fan of heavyweights, but I do think Gone and Volkov will be a fun fight, and potentially we could see a new. Uh, heavyweight title challenger come out of this one so uh, before we get into that video of course make sure you're subscribed to the channel like the video comment below who your favorite DraftKings play on the slate is always look forward to reading those and there's just again so much great content coming out throughout the week on this channel MMA and in other sports Paul Shaughnessy Cody Saftik back with the Dog or Pass podcast Mad Lab's got his main event breakdown and I'm here to give you my favorite uh, quick picks of the week. So without further ado, let's get into my favorite cash game play, which is Julia Avila at 9.3k. All right, in cash games, you know, I don't think there's one must-play fighter. This top range is pretty interesting. There's there's quite a lot of options. I like Avila personally because I feel she's pretty safe. Um, both in terms of her potential to win the fight and in her potential to actually score well in a win. And at 9.3K, it's not the worst price tag in the world. She, I believe, actually is the biggest favorite on this entire slate at minus 360 against Julija Stoliarenko. And Stoliarenko is just a fighter who I, I'm never going to be on. She, I don't consider her a talent. She's 0-2 in the UFC. And she's kind of dependent on arm bars from guard which isn't the craziest thing in the women's bantamweight division but there just aren't many other skills that she has and she's fought twice in the ufc she's lost both times she hasn't landed a takedown which uh for her submission grappling strength is not a promising sign and in her last fight she lost by decision to yanitz yana kunitskaya um, Stoliarenko only landed six strikes in that fight. She gave up one takedown. She gave up 13 minutes of control, both in the clinch and on the mat. She gave up 209 total strikes. And she's fighting a, a better opponent than, Con, than Kunizkaya here. Avila's pretty solid. She has weaknesses. She, her defensive wrestling's not the strongest. She's coming off a loss to Sajara Eubanks. But Sajara Eubanks is a very good wrestler and grappler, and Avila is a brown belt in jiu-jitsu herself. So I just don't see that same game plan that Eubanks succeeded with working for uh, Stoliarenko. If the fight plays out on the feet, Avila is just a far more dangerous striker, willing to throw. And I also think she'll be able to control the fight in the clinch and potentially land takedowns and control the fight on the mat. And, and basically what it comes down to here is... Stoliarenko yields points. She gives up points based on her style. She's very willing to play off her back. And with that comes takedowns and control and the ability to land significant strikes and non-significant strikes. She doesn't have an advantage on the feet. So there's just not many places for Stoliarenko to score. And there are lots of places where her opponents can score. And, as already mentioned, Avila is the biggest favorite on the slate. So she has safety in her betting line in that sense. Not the most likely to win inside the distance, plus 177, but that's not too bad of a number. I just feel very safe with Avila. I mean, fighters in this surrounding price range have upside, but they also have a lot of risk. And I just feel Avila is fairly safe to win. 
She's going to put up a solid score. Maybe it's not a perfect 120-point score, but she's going to find ways to score. And she's aggressive enough to put up points with her style, fighting an opponent who gives up points with her style. So I really like Avila this week at 9.3K. I'm not sure if the ownership's going to reflect that, but she will be my cash game play of the week. Okay, moving on to my tournament play of the week. I'm going to go with Danilo Marquez at 8K. He is the underdog to Kennedy Enzichukwu, um, plus 105 on the betting line. Enzichukwu is minus 125 there. To be fair, this is a fight that I like in tournaments. I'm definitely going to be on this fight as a whole. It's minus 200 to end inside the distance. It's a striker versus grappler matchup. When the fight plays out on the feet, Enzichukwu should have a significant advantage. He's a, a better boxer. He's willing to throw in volume. And Marquez is a pretty big liability defensively. So I really would not be surprised to see Enzichuku knock him out if this fight plays out on the feet for any length of time. On the flip side, Marquez is going to look to wrestle and grapple. And that's his really the only thing that he can do. He's 2-0 in the UFC, uh, won a decision, and is coming off a submission win over Mike Rodriguez, which is... Rodriguez has issues on the map, but it's still not a bad result. Um, Marquez looked quite weak in his debut, but he landed four takedowns on 16 attempts and earned seven minutes of control. Those are really positive signs, especially from a DraftKings perspective. That signifies upside. And then, it, no surprise, against Mike Rodriguez, another four takedowns on seven attempts, seven minutes of control, and a submission, which was, I believe, like 120 points. 121 points on DraftKings. So so that's what Marquez is going to do. And that's why I like him in tournaments. That's why I'm giving him out because he's a grappling-oriented fighter who has to... He, he doesn't have any other strengths that I've seen in his game. He has to push forward. He has to try and land takedowns. And when he gets the fight on the mat, he's pretty decent. He's a good submission grappler, capable of taking the back, capable of choking you out. And Enzo Chuku is still very green. Um, not like... I don't want to say he's a horrible wrestler. Like, there's a reason he's favored in this spot, I suppose. But he just is very inexperienced still at 8-1 professionally. He was already He's already been submitted by Paul Craig in the UFC. Taken down a couple times on the Contender Series. Taken down four times in one of his decision wins. So it's not like he has any real strength in wrestling and grappling. And... Yeah, there's a chance that he can defend Marquez and, and knock him out, and that's great. That'll put up a big score. I also think Marquez path the victory is going to put up a big score in tournaments as well. If Marquez wins, I expect takedowns. I expect control. Hopefully we get some strikes mixed in there, and hopefully we get a submission as well. As I said, the fight is minus 200 overall to end inside the distance. Uh, Enzichuku's plus 175 inside the distance and Marquez is plus 235 inside the distance but I lean toward the grappler here just because historically speaking um, grappling wins fights and when there's a question of whether a fighter can defend takedowns and scramble off their back usually the answer is no they cannot so my lean here is with Marquez I think he has definite upside at 8K if he wins. I think he has a very good chance to exceed value and potentially smash, potentially put up another 100, 120-point score and end up on the optimal lineup. This should be a great fight. I like it because it's binary, striker versus grappler. One side should dominate, and generally that puts up big scores on DraftKings. So Marquez at 8K is going to be my tournament play of the week.
Moving on to my salary play of the week, I'm going to give out Ike Villanueva at 7.2K. And this one is just a little bit funny to me because he's fighting Marcin Prachniel. Prachniel is minus 190 to win. Villanueva is plus 165. I, I know Villanueva is not great. He, he, he's not. But <laughs> Marcin Prachniel is like, we know for certain that he's really, really awful and has extremely questionable durability. Prachniel's fought four times in the UFC. His first three fights, he was knocked unconscious in the first round in all three of them. And he was knocked down four times in those three fights. And yeah, he's coming off a win in which he looked better. He basically kicked Khalil Roundtree to death from range, landed 102 strikes. Fairly impressive. But Roundtree hurt him in that fight as well. So... I don't care who Prachniao is facing um, at this point. If you're going to make Prachniao minus 190 to win, I'm siding with the underdog from a DraftKings perspective. And like I said, I, I do think Prachniao can win this fight basically in the same way he beat Roundtree. Stand on the outside, kick Villanueva, land more volume. He's going to be faster than Villanueva. So that's not going to be a super unexpected result. But Villanueva's powerful, and Prachniao gets chin-checked every single fight and he's fought four times and he's been knocked down four times and three of those times he went unconscious the one time he stayed conscious he won so fair play to him i just don't think that the recent win over roundtree suggests that all of a sudden his durability um, issues have gone away this is not a big risk to take and that's kind of the point i want to hammer home it's not like we're paying 9.5k for villanueva where we need a first round knockout against pratt he's 7.2k so may he lose uh, of course but i think when villanueva wins there's a very very good chance it comes with a knockdown it comes with a knockout and i think he's very likely to end up on the optimal lineup and at plus 165 to win against Prachniao. I'm absolutely willing to take some chances on it here. The fight's minus 180 to end inside the distance. Um, you know, maybe Prachniao gets the job done and wins by KO himself, but that's a much tougher price to pay at 9K. You need a huge score from Prachniao. Villanueva at 7.2K. He's got the power. He's got knockout upside against an opponent who we've seen go unconscious many, many times. And I just think he's an excellent tournament option for that reason. Uh, maybe the recency bias will push people away from him, which I'd like him. That would make me like him even more. But uh, this is a, a, a funny matchup, an interesting one, and I'm certainly siding uh, with the underdog from a DraftKings perspective. There, Villanueva, my salary play at 7.2k. Okay, finally my fade of the week, and I'm gonna give out Worley Alves at 9.2k, and it's kind of similar to what I said last week with Diego Lima where it, it wasn't that you couldn't play Lima. I just didn't like him as much as other fighters in this range. And that's how I feel about Alves. I think Alves actually has... Let me double check this. I think Alves actually has the best inside distance line on the entire slate currently at minus 105. So you can consider this a hot take. And I'm not saying that you should fade him. I just think 
probably being underweight to the field is the right call, especially if he's going to be chalky based on that inside the distance line. And there's so many other fighters in this top range that you can target. Basically everyone, I mean, 8.6, 8.7K and above, pretty much everyone is in play for tournaments. I think we're going to see some big scores here. And I just don't like Alves as much as other fighters. He's facing a newcomer here, Jeremiah Wells. Um, he's a fairly decent favorite at minus 232, Wells plus 197. Um, Wells comes out of Henzo Gracie, Philadelphia, training partner of Sean Brady. I I think Alves has advantages here. Like, I think he's probably the better striker, and I think he's probably the better grappler. But he doesn't fight with the style that I like. He's coming off a first-round knockout in which he just blitzed Monir Lezez and hurt him and finished him, so props to him. And if he does that again, he'll definitely end up on the winning lineup here. But Wells has never been knocked out, um, so that is a concern of mine there. I just don't think it's extremely likely Alves breaks him with the first punch he lands. And Wells is also a black belt in jiu-jitsu, so even if Alves can get the fight to the mat, it doesn't scream that he's going to have a massive advantage there. He lands 1.48 takedowns per 15 minutes, but, I mean, he has cardio issues. His last two losses, he was KO'd in the second round. He was submitted in the second round. And he doesn't really fight with a sustainable style. Like, yeah, he won that fight against Lezez by KO, but there is absolutely zero chance that he would have had any gas left, even if the fight hit round two. So... I'm kind of looking past the result here and just thinking, well, unless Alves duplicates that performance, I really don't know that he's going to put up a smash spot. It's not like he's going to land eight takedowns here. It's not like he's going to you know, land 150 significant strikes. He only lands 3.09 strikes per minute, absorbing 3.6 per minute, 50% defense. That's not really good. And Wells... Although I don't love Wells as a prospect, again, he's never been finished uh, on the feet or on the mat, black belt in jiu-jitsu, and um, he kind of slows down the pace of the fight. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to look to brawl, I don't think. He's kind of going to look to stay on the outside, throw some weird spinning kicks, and maybe that won't work for him, but I think that may limit the overall exchanges in this fight. So the slower the pace... The fewer the exchanges, which means the fewer opportunities for points. I wouldn't be surprised with an Alves win here, and maybe he gets a takedown, and maybe he can't hurt Wells. But there's just not enough here for me to look at Alves and say, oh, I definitely want to make an investment here. Because I kind of think it's early finish or bust for Alves. And against an opponent with a decent grappling background who's never been finished, I, I don't know that I can buy into it personally. Not when Moicano's here in this range. Julia Vila, we already talked about. Rachmanov's an interesting play, Prachnial, Andre Feely, Barcelos, gone, Rosa. There are a lot of opportunities to score here. So if Alves is going to be popular, which he might be based on that inside the distance line, I'd rather take the underweight stance, and we'll call him my fade of the week there at 9.2K. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you for the support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, at Brad Appley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns, needs, got full written content for every fight on the slate, rankings, projections, all that good stuff, betting content, podcast coming out later. So uh, definitely check that out, dailyfanmma.com. And again, make sure you like the channel, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate your support. And thanks to Pat and the team for having me on once again. Until next time, take care, stay safe, best of luck in your contest and we'll talk soon peace